Hello there and welcome to this week's edition of the Rare Podcast, the R.A.R.E Podcast, the Rich and Rome Experience Podcast, where we're helping you to empower your mind and elevating your life by teaching you success and achievement principles that graduate you into better than average and then allergic to the average so at a boy at a girl allergic to the average atta um welcome once again thank you for joining us it is wednesday june 17th 2020 and we are experiencing i guess the downside hopefully of a global pandemic that is um Related to COVID-19 or the coronavirus, Um, like I said, I think we're on the downside and I hope we stay on the downside and that there are no there is no uh, more resurfacing or, um, you know, any more swells in the population of people infected and dying and that kind of thing. So just put in positive energy in the universe. Hopefully there is just life and health and wholeness and wellness and healing and recovery from this point forward but we are in this uh pandemic with the the we're not back to full capacity in business and definitely in employment i think those numbers may still be rising i think we're past great depression um Great Depression uh, stats, I think the Great Depression was 25% unemployment. I think the last time I listened, because I don't listen to the news very often, but I think the last time I was somewhere and I heard the numbers, it was at 27%, I think. Um, And if I'm wrong, forgive me, and hopefully I'm wrong. Maybe it was 17%, which is still too high. It never should be in the double digits. When I used to teach high school in uh, technical college economics, um, I taught the students that you know what they say that full employment is when there are only three to five three to five percent of people unemployed and those are people who are um in that uh seasonal unemployment or that um frictional unemployment just moving from job to job or people who cannot work because of disabilities and that kind of thing which they're not even considered unemployed but uh just the kind of the default the de facto unemployment well what full full employment is when we are at uh, about 95% of the population having a job. Um, uh, and, um, of course, like I said, so you never want to be in the double digits. And um, that's where we are now. And maybe that's falling. Hopefully that's falling. But nevertheless, God is great. There's still opportunity out there. God's people, we are created to be evergreen, meaning we can thrive in any situation. Uh, just like there were highways, roads, dry pathways and passageways through the Red Sea and the Jordan River in that good book um and just like you know the recession is a time that it's a buyer's market you can get in the stock market you can get in to business you can get into the real estate market and uh get more for your book and actually um in recessions is when a lot of create a lot of millionaires and billionaires and uh come up kings actually are created in the uh in recessions because everything's on sale there's so much opportunity and as I taught once again as I taught my students when I did teach high school economics is that um recession should not be foreign to you after you take my class because recession is a part of the business cycle meaning it will happen again we live in a cycle our business our economy goes up and down it reaches peaks and growths uh grows to a peak and then it has to come back down and 
uh, then it goes back up. And so it's a cycle. So really, recession um, should be a good thing for you from now on because it teaches you that it, A, it will come again, and B, just prepare for it. Prepare for it so that you don't get caught off guard. And that's the beautiful thing about education. And that's why I love what I do. I'm so excited to be empowering your mind, elevating your life with all the opportunities that I've been blessed with. And boy, have I been blessed with some opportunities, um, not just recently, but more so recently um, to train more people, teach more people, help more people than I even ever thought imagined, uh, ever imagined, even though, you know, the speaking circuit has been kind of shut down, going to events and speaking. Uh, not have not been able to do that for the last few months. Events that I was hosting had to cancel those as well. But nevertheless, I still had an urge and a burden and a heart to help people. And, and when there's, um, I say it often, when you commit to a plan, you'll see God's hand. And so God really, for those people who really want to continue connecting with their clients, their uh, flock, their the people they feed and the people they lead, you know, God is definitely creating an opportunity. There are definitely ways out there for us. And as I've said before, I think this pandemic caused people to tap into their creativity and their innovation like never before. And it's awesome. It's wonderful. Um, I love it. It's just been it's an amazing uh, world out there that people are doing things that we could have been doing, some things we should have been doing. But this uh, situation has forced us to do some things that probably we would not have done because it was out of our comfort zone or we would not have done because uh, we just felt we had, you know, too much else to do or we felt that, you know, time was on our side or whatever. But now things have changed drastically for a lot of people. And I think it's to the good for many things. I know uh, something that I should have been doing and was supposed to have been doing. I was not doing it. And um, I was really pushed into that this around this time. And I'm great. It was a great push. It's awesome. I've been able to help so many people. Um, in so many ways during this pandemic. And so I'm so grateful. I'm grateful to how it's blessed my family, how it's blessed me to be able to do what I do. And also I've blessed so many other people and families by helping them with their emotional well-being, helping them with their financial well-being and their uh, life work and professional well-being. It's just been a blessing. And so I encourage you that, you know, we're evergreen. We find a way to thrive in anything. We, we, in every season, you just have to uh, stay reflective prayerful, meditative, and uh, be willing to, you know, make some things happen. And uh, it will happen for you. When you commit, commit to a plan, you'll see God's hand. Um, Yeah, so today's episode, episode number 26 of the Rare Podcast. Started this at the beginning of the year. Been doing it. Um, blessed to do it. Um, I, I definitely ask you right now to please, if you have not subscribed, if you just subscribed, if you're just listening to this for the first time, somebody shared it with you or, you know, you saw it on some of my feed, please subscribe. Make this a part of your uh, success and achievement regimen. You have to have just like people have physical uh, physical plans for their body, their vitamins, their rest, their exercise, their food. You have to have a regimen for success to, for, to make sure that you're better than average. You're allergic to the average. Attaboy, girl. Make sure that you're staying there and you never go back to average and below average again. You never go back. You never go back. And so you have to have a regimen. You have to read so much. You have to, uh, you know, listen to so much uh <clears throat> 
excuse me, take so much training, whether it's audio, whether you go to live seminars, whether you're online, which is a lot of that now. Um, you have to have the affirmations and all of this stuff is stuff I talk about and go in depth with and teach you how to do it in the better than average make mindset makeover course that I have the better than average mindset makeover course that I have. If you want to get it, just email me at VGI at Victoria and just say you want to get in the uh, better than average makeover mindset makeover course. The better than average make mindset makeover course is, uh, Two forty nine or one ninety seven. I'm not thinking right now. Uh, well, I'm not. I'm, I'm thinking of two different programs. It's either two forty nine or one forty seven. I'm thinking it's two hundred and forty nine dollars. And this is a business uh tech tech uh tip for you. Always tell the person the highest price. If if you're torn between two and you don't know which one it is, tell them the highest price because um when you if you go back and you find that it was the lowest price, they'll be happy because they were expecting two forty nine, but it's one ninety seven. So always tell them the highest price because if you tell them the lowest price and they get set on that, and then you go back and it actually was 249 that you were thinking of um either you're going to have to honor that or they're going to be really ticked off so you always if you think it's going to take you two weeks to do it tell them three weeks right uh that's a business tip i learned um i think it was in warrior camp when i went to warrior camp for a week uh to to conquer myself to serve others that's the definition of a warrior and um I think it was that one. It could have been uh, Never Work Again, the business camp. But either way, I think it was I thought it was very profound. You always, uh, you know, or I think and I think that may be called, um, you know, under promise and over deliver. OK, if you know, it's, if you think it's going to take a month, you tell them it's going to take a month and a half take or six weeks. Same thing. All right. Um, and so I think the course may be two hundred and forty nine dollars, the better than average mindset makeover if you want to get into that uh i don't know the link of the course right now but just email me at vgi v as in victoria g as in gold i at victoria that's g as in gold a t as in tango s b as in bravo y.com vgi at victoria just email me and tell me you want to get into the virtual uh four week uh multi-week better than average mindset makeover course which is based on my 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 fourth book better than average but it goes a lot deeper into the right way to set the foundation for success before you you know try to escape what you're in you got to get some foundational things right and that's what this course does so if you want to get in that do that but um yeah I talk about uh um what was I talking how did I get there um I'm not sure okay so I got off on that but um this week's episode, uh, to this morning, we want to talk about, um, mom, I need help. Mom, I need help. Okay. Mom, I need help. Dad, I need help. Right. If you're a parent, you probably hear that all the time. If you're not, um, if you've been around kids, if you, you're a coach or a teacher, or you've been, you've had to help out at a camp or help out at church, you know, it's arts and craft time is Bible vacation, Bible school, whatever you're on the playground with them. Dad, I need help. Miss such and such. I need help. Uncle, I need help. Right. So mom, I need help. Um, recently when I heard that, which made me, you know, jot something down and say, listen, I'm going to do a, a, a an edition of, uh, the rare podcast on that is because usually, uh, when kids are small and they get to the point where they can do things for themselves, um, they're very independent and they don't want you to do anything for them. And both of my children are kind of there right now. They want to feed themselves, which in getting stuff all over the place, they want to help with the dishes. And like I said earlier, uh, I said on something, a, a broadcast I did, it wasn't on here. I don't think, I don't think, but I did, I, I did a little mini uh, Facebook live video a couple weeks back that talked about why my son Roman, who's almost two, um, why he wants to do dishes at that age. And he wants to do it because he watches his sister and she wants to do it. So everything she wants to do, 
he wants to, everything she does, he wants to do it. And that's one of the benefits and privileges, one of the positive things about having uh, two children. The younger one will grow up and mature and, and learn and grow faster than probably a normal pace when they have uh, older sh- children that they're aspiring to. And that's another thing we talk about in the uh, be, uh, Better Than Average Mindset Makeover. And, and a lot of the stuff I talk about, a lot of my content is about being around people who challenge you to grow up to their level. But um, my son, like I said, he's in that age. Also, he wants to do he wants to help with the dishes because my daughter is doing it. They want to feed themselves. They want to put on their own clothes. Uh, They want to pretty much they want to read the book to you, even though they can't read or they. Yeah. So they want to pretend that they're reading the book to you, but they call it reading. They want to do everything themselves. But I caught my daughter a little probably about maybe two, three weeks ago. She said uh, I told her to do something. And she said as soon as I told her, she said, Mom, I need help. And I'm like. That's impossible for you to know, to actually validly need help right now because you don't even you haven't even tried right and um and it was so it was shocking because like I said most at this age she's very um very independent as is my son like I said it it, it lasts for in, until they get much older it, from from the age that they are able to do which is probably about one and a half two all the way up until they probably get lazy as maybe teenagers. They want to do everything by themselves, right? And so they're very independent. It, it causes tantrums. It causes tantrums sometimes and fights with each other and just kind of all types of chaos because they want to do everything themselves. But this particular day, I told her to do something and she immediately, like soon as I finished the last word, she said, mom, I need help. And I think she was just buying for my attention at that time, <clears throat> which is I think uh, probably the second or third podcast I ever did go back to that when you when you need to be present when you're there but you're working on other things you know kids see that and they they demand that attention they crave it they love it they thrive on it right but um I think she may have just been vying for my attention at that time when she said mom I need help because like I said before I could even really finish the word the last word that I gave her for the directive she was already saying mom I need help and she had not even had a chance to look away and attempt to do what I told her to do and so that is something that goes on um, I think with a lot of people I think people well I know it goes on with a lot of people um, I guess like I said it's kind of foreign for kids because most kids they want to do it all themselves but then adults and young adults a lot of times they look at things and and I'll get to the two reasons in a minute they get they do things they see things and they automatically decide they're not going to try automatically find an excuse and one of my favorite phrases you know that I've coined is some people find a way to win some people find a way to lose there's no in between you you're one or the other okay you're either black or white you're either finding a way to win in life or you're finding a way to lose there's no in between and so check yourself on that. Check yourself on that. Absolutely. OK, consistently on a daily basis in specific situations and then in life as whole. Are you finding a way to win or lose in your relationships? Are you finding a way to win or losing your finances? Are you finding a way to win or lose in your career and life work? Are you finding a way to win and lose in your health? So find uh, in, in, in your. Yeah. Are you finding a way to win or lose? And so. I think a lot of people are, they find a way to lose. They find a way not to do things that are going to elevate them, that are going to level them up and get them to lives that escape average and below average and poverty and mediocrity and, you know, just despair and, you know, just being caught in the monotony of things being okay or even 
less than okay and just accepting it because people refuse to try things. There will be many times opportunities presented to them, innovations, ideas, say do this, try this. And many times people throw up their hands and do like my daughter said and say, mom, I need help. They already want to say that they can't do it when they have not even tried. And it really debilitates them and um, it enables them and adds fuel to their the fire that's burning in them to be um, less than, to be lazy, to be underperforming, to settle and accept the worst out of life or even substandard conditions out of life. And it, it's, a, it's in a bad way. And it's a lot of people that are like that. And, and hence you have a lot of the, as I've said before, drug addictions and, um, you know, broken relationships and promiscuity and, uh, you know, poverty It's so much going on, so many ills. And a lot of it, um, part of it could be that people don't try. People always, a lot of people immediately say, I can't do that. I, can't, I could never start a business. Mom, I need help. Mom, I need help. Mom, and, and that's just a cry, a ploy to say, listen, bail me out of this. Bail me out of this. Um, that's that whole thing of, you know, let me have a bite of your fish sandwich. Let me have one of your fish. Oh, you don't have enough fish? Ooh, I'll just take a bite. I'll take the crumbs. I'll take a bite out of your sandwich, even though I don't know where your mouth has been. I don't know what you have. But rather than go out and get my own, just let me have a bite of your sandwich and I'll take the risk of catching whatever you have and and uh, to, and, and not what they don't see, you know, behind the scenes is I'm going to take the risk of thinking that this is how life is going to be. That I can, you, you just feed your subconscious that idea that, you know, you can get by just on skimming, um, skimming and scamming and scheming, you know, what little bit people will give you from what they've worked for. And so, mom, I need help. Dad, I need help. Mom, I need help. No, you haven't even tried. You don't need help yet. Don't call me yet. I'm not coming yet because I know for a fact you have not even tried, Richland. I know for a fact you have not even tried. You said that because either, and these are the two reasons. Either it looks hard because you've psyched yourself out. You're finding a way to lose. Um, you're judging a book before by the cover. You don't even know, you know, how things will work out once you put your hands to it, but you're automatically looking at things and letting uh, fear, letting doubt uh, box you in and, and actually cause you to bow down to it and not do what you're capable of. And so, no, I'm not coming. Mom, I need help. I know that's not a true cry for help. It's, it's really like the boy who cried wolf. OK, you really don't need help. Um and I think the boy who cried wolf was just all about, I don't, I can't remember if that was about attention or if he was just being silly, just playing jokes. But here is, is, is actually, you're using resources and, and asking for, asking people to give you things that you're going to, you'll need their help later on down the line. You don't want to get to the point where it's like, dang, this person always needs help. So save that time where you really need help and when you'll really need them for things you cannot do. I've heard people say, listen, do what you can. And then let God handle what you can't, right? But at least put your hand to something. I say it often. Um, I just repeat it, you know, out of that. Well, I, I kind of expound on what that good book says that, um, you know, when you are in alignment with God and universe and you're doing what is asked of you and you're living, you're applying those principles, those universal principles that anybody can use. Um, it says that he will bless the work of your hands, whatever you put your hands to. But I always, I, I, I like to explain that and tell people, you got to put your hands to something though. Things are not just going to fall in your lap. It's not, you know, just give me more money. God say, listen, I'll show you how to earn more money. I'll show you how to earn more money than you ever dreamed you could have. 
and you'll be helping people with the gift that I've given you. But you're going to a have to work on that gift and make it better and better and b be willing to give it, be willing to get up early and go to sleep late, be willing to go and meet people where they are, be willing to pray and meditate for them, be willing to because um, I'm giving you every opportunity to create wealth. I'm, I'm giving you every opportunity to have the life that you want to create it, to imagine a life and then create it. But I'm not just going to give you the life. You imagine it and then I'll help you create it. I'll give you all the resources you need, the human resources, uh, such as people, connections. I'll give you the physical resources. I'll give you um, the ideas in your head. I'll give you the finance. I'll give you everything you need if you're willing to put your hands to things. But a lot of times it's dad, I need help, mom, I need help. When in reality, you just need help to realize that you're being lazy, you're being, or you're psyching yourself out and letting fear get the best of you. That's one reason. That's one way people. And I remember this from when I was a classroom teacher as well, where students would come in and they would say, uh, and I would say, listen, we're going to be calculating GDP today. Oh, that sounds like it's going to be hard. That looks like it's going to be hard. And it was really just simple addition and subtraction, simple addition and subtraction. Um, the, now college economics, I majored in econ at Spelman College. College economics can get to be real sticky. You got stats and econometrics and macroecon, microecon. That's something else. But the stuff I was teaching at, in, um, at a high school and the, the, the technical college is the only, um, the math that was involved in that economics was very simple. It was multiplication, simple, simple at addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, simple, a little bit of percentages. That was it. When you're doing the, the CPI, the consumer price index, so that you can find out the level of inflation. Um, GDP is just adding and subtracting. All this stuff was simple, but many times kids would come in. One thing they would psych themselves out because economics is a social studies class. So the fact that they came in and, and there looks like there's some math to be done. So they're automatically going back to that average and below average that this is not normal in here. I'm not willing to open myself up and expect anything. In social studies, I'm, I'm used to doing, you know, reading, doing terms and that kind of thing. But there's math in here. Wow, I'm shutting down. And so a lot of kids would come in and say, this looks like it's going to be hard or it sounds like it's going to be hard. And some of them would zone out. I would have to go back and get them and say, listen, this is not that hard. I'm showing you how e that it can be done. I'm going to show you a very easy way to do it. And first of all, it, I don't even have to give you an alternative easy way because it's just easy as it is. Um, but you're shutting down. And a lot of times what they would do once I would show them that it would it would just really, you know, ease their their anxiety and their fears. And even more to that point, the first day of class in economics, I would tell students because I taught some of the poorest students in this city. And according to the some statistics and reports, they're saying that they're some of the poor in the, poorest in the nation because the city where I'm from, where I taught, um, is said to be one of the poorest in the world, like the third a third poorest city in the nation or something like that. And so these kids were the poorest in the city. Some of the poorest in the city came from some of the worst backgrounds and home environments. And so um, I would tell them, you know, when they came in the first day of class, economics is and I wrote I actually wrote a program that I actually I taught and presented at a state level conference and uh, I still have it to this day I'll probably do something with it virtually you know one day uh, for economics teachers but this I named the course teaching economics is common sense and I would tell my students the first day economics is common sense it's stuff you already do every day you're faced with scarcity and making decisions and um you know making trade-offs giving up some of this to get some of that every day everybody's doing economics People think it's hard. They think it's abstract. One, because a lot of teachers don't even understand it. They're trying to teach it. A lot of adults don't. But because I knew it well and I understand it and I had a passion for it, I could teach it to them on a level that they understood, that they could appreciate because it related to their lives as well as understand because I simplified it.
And I've heard, you've heard the quote by, uh, by uh, Albert Einstein. As a matter of fact, I had a little poster of this quote in my classroom. It said that if you can't explain something simply, that means you, um, if you can't explain something simp- uh, simply as into a child, that means you don't understand it well enough. If you cannot explain something simply, so much so that a small child can understand it, you don't understand it well enough. And I've had professors like that. Um, I won't say the college. Uh, a lot of people might, you know, put two and two together or do deductive reasoning. But um, in a master's level class in an MBA, I was actually learning things that I actually learned in my undergrad studies at Spelman when I went to this college and our university. And I also was basically found myself teaching the class. And because the professor didn't know this, the information well enough, sometimes he would say I was wrong about stuff because he didn't know the way to get that way to get to the answer. And so you have teachers like that who will fight and, and get mad when students come up with the answer a different way because they only under, they don't really understand the nature of the problem. They just understand what they what they regurgitated, what their textbook taught them. And they just gave it back to them exactly how, you know, they learned it as a student teacher, uh, as a, uh, an education major or whatever. But um, I would tell the students because I could because I understood economics so well and understand it so well, I could break it down and make it to take it to their level, um, take it to where the uh, excuse me, make it to where they could apply it to their lives, where it was common sense stuff and um, and, and really just quell that anxiety and fear. OK, fear comes from lack of knowledge, not knowing ignorance, not knowing you don't know what's going to happen. So you fear. And so that actually helped me. A lot. It helped me. And that's how my students became top performing in the state it's how, consistently because I built relationship with them and let them know, hey, you already practice economics. Every person in the world practices economics every day. But I'm just going to give you certain terminology you probably never heard of. We're going to put it to some stuff you already do. And um, that's economics. And because of that, the results show. But um, I was saying that to say that I was I helped them to not psych themselves out and shut themselves down by coming into my class on a certain day and seeing what we were going to do that day and saying, oh, that looks too hard or even not even saying it out loud, but just shutting down because they thought it looked like something foreign to them. And so, yes, I had to help and assist them with overcoming that. And maybe that's a part of what we have to do as well as those people who are inviting people to the top with us because we don't want it to be lonely at the top. We want to invite as many people as we can and help them get to the top so that it's not so lonely at the top. But that's the first reason. The first reason that people say, dad, I need help. Mom, I need help. They shut themselves down. They don't believe in themselves. They don't even uh, count or have count on themselves or have faith in themselves to get things done. They automatically reach out and say, I need help. They automatically say, uh, let me take advantage of what's going on. Um, before, you know, of somebody else's help before I even tap into my best ability. And that's that's the crazy thing. That's the sad thing about uh, people, because there's so much untapped potential. It's so much. I heard somebody say one of my mentors say recently, you know, there are so there's so many there's so many more unwritten books than there are books that are written. OK. And so I've seen people. I know people um, and I've I promote, you know, my publishing programs, the one, the program or the virtual courses where I teach you how to write and publish the book. And then the the executive program where I actually put the book together before you and do all the work for you um, just by you letting me helping you tell your story. That's an, a higher end product. But either way, I tell people when I'm talking about those programs that everybody, most people have at least one book in them, one book. And my acronym for book is blessing others by opening your knowledge. 
And so, but a lot of times we have to help people uncover what's in them, help people step into it, help people step up to it, step up to the plate. And, you know, another one of my favorite sayings, grow up and show up because somebody's depending on you. So we have to help people get out of their own way sometimes. And because they psych themselves out and they let fear take them over and they don't even try because, um, and they yell out for help before they even try because they think it's too hard because that's the lie that society has told them. That's the lie that they've told themselves and they believed. Um, it's a cop out. It's an easy way out. It's an excuse to uh, lean on somebody else. And so um, I, I get it. But of course, I don't got it. <laughs> I get it. But that's not something that's I don't I haven't adopted. That's not a part of who I am. All right. Um, and I don't let people who I lead and feed um, bow down to that and accept that and cower out of being great. by saying that they need help when they really don't need help when you truly need help i will help you that's what i do i empower minds and elevate lives i help people to see things to do things that they normally wouldn't see and do to have things they normally wouldn't be able to have because i'm blessed with the gifts of teaching and learning and of course my signature phrase the way i open up all keynotes and you'll probably see it on you've seen on my website you'll see it on a lot of things that I, i do or hear me say it is that as a girl i saw things that no child should ever see but as a woman, God has blessed me to see things that most people would never see. They would not see it unless I help them to see it. Not will never see. They would not have seen it or be able to see it if had they not come across my path and, and shared time and space with me. So I'm so blessed to be able to help people see things that they never would have seen. And I want you to ask yourself that. Are you, every person that comes in contact with you, is their life better because of you? Or will they achieve something, do something, have something, be something that they normally would not have unless they came across your path? Oh, man, that's powerful. That, that That's smoking right there. I'm going to let that simmer for a minute. Matter of fact, let me take a little hydration break. Let that simmer a little bit. I'm, I, I'm parched from that, okay? And you just let that simmer a little bit. Let me ask you again and let it kind of uh, let it rest for a minute. Um, or I, I heard, I like, uh, coach K says, uh, which is one of our speaking coaches says, let that breathe. I'm gonna let that breathe. So I said, listen, every person that you come in contact with in your life, is it something that there will, they will be able to do, have, be achieved that they would not otherwise have been able to, had they not come into your space? Hmm. And so I, what I, my, my, my mission and commission is to every day make that the answer to that question for me. Yes, they absolutely have tapped into something. They're absolutely doing something, achieving something, obtaining something that they would not have been able to unless they came into my path. That takes a lot of prayer that God leads you in the right way, that you study the right way, that you come up, that you hang around the right people, that you you know, guard and protect your energy that you, as a matter of fact, the mastermind called for the, the wafers, the wealthy and free young retirees. This, it was last night. I talked about guarding, protecting your energy. You have to make sure that you're strategic about your time, your energy, and your money. If you're going to answer yes to that question consistently, go write that question down, write that question down. If you, Every person that comes in contact with you, is there something in that they're able to achieve or do or have or be that they otherwise would not ha- have been able to unless they came across your path? Mm, mm, smoking. Write it down and I want you to reflect on it deeply. I want you to pray on it because, like I said, it takes a lot of sacrifice on your part, on our part, to make sure that we're in the right position. 
to have that kind of power, that kind of anointing, that kind of help. Oh, man, I pray that that's always me. That my answer is always a resounding yes to that. Um, But, yeah, that's the first reason people, at you know, holler out, I need help and they don't even try. And they they limit themselves. They shrink. They, um, you know, they they cop out, they cower out. The second reason is because they're lazy, laziness, slothfulness. Okay, and that good book talks a lot about slothfulness. Talk about talks about your reward for slothfulness. Talks about and a lot of it is said several times in um Solomon's passages. You know, Solomon is, is uh, credited to be the richest man, the wisest man, and richest man to ever live. He asked God for just wisdom to lead people and be good to people. But in addition to that, God gave him extreme wealth because, of course, and those things are correlated. When you're very wise, um, you're going to be wealthy inside and out. That's I teach that all the time, that wealth starts from the inside out. Wealth starts on the inside and manifests itself on the outside. And it's absolutely true. When I learned that, adopted that, implemented that in my life, it has never ceased to be true. Um, and so I, the, the second reason that people shut down and ask for help before they even need help, before they even give it a try, before they bet on themselves. And, ah, yes, I'm glad I said that. Um, would you bet on yourself? If, if you know, if if you're, um, if you have smart money, would you bet on yourself? Would you bet on yourself? Okay. You go into a room of people and it's all about uh, you making a wise investment of who's going to be better, who's going to achieve the most and get the most done and be give you the greatest ROI in the next uh, year, five years, 10 years. Would you bet on yourself? Oh, that's powerful. Would you bet on yourself? And a lot of people, because they're lazy, because they're slothful, that book, like I said, that good book ties poverty and uh, a lot of other negative experiences to being slothful, being lazy, okay? Just not putting the energy into getting things done. Whatever measure you meet, the same will be measured unto you. Money is energy. Money is an idea. It's energy. So the the energy you put in the universe is what you get back. Oh, powerful. I'm, 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 I'm on it right now. But listen, so a lot of people are just not putting that. They're putting energy into the wrong things. They're putting energy into the wrong things. And um, and they're yielding the seed, excuse me, the harvest of what they're what they've uh, of what they're they've planted. So that's the thing. Um <clears throat> You have to make sure, okay, you have to make sure that you're not being lazy, that you're putting energy out there and that you're not letting people around you, um, you know, not letting people around you cop out because of laziness, okay? Not, now, now number, the number one reason was because of fear. They, they, you know, automatically psych themselves out and say, I can't do it. But then number two is being lazy, being being slothful, okay? And uh you know, one of my favorite passages in that good book talks about when you're when you're lazy, you're going to be given to poverty. People are going to have rule over you. You're not going to have um you're not going to have, you know, what you what you need much less than what you want, okay? You're not going to have an ideal life. People are going to take advantage of you. You'll serve people when you're lazy. I've heard it said this way. I, this is one of my. This is one of the quotes I love. I can't. I don't. Whoever said it, um, they didn't give a. Uh, they didn't give um, credit to anyone for it. And I've since heard it several times. Uh, 
in the arena of uh, achievement, success, personal development, professional development. So I don't know. Maybe I should look it up again. Um, well, maybe I should look it up and see if there is a person who's credited with quoting this. But I love this. This is very profound. Whoever the, the, the writer was said that, you know, if you're willing to only do what's easy, then life will be hard. But if you're willing to do what is hard, then life for you will be easy. Yeah. Yeah. Slothfulness. Um, people ask for help when they don't really need it because they're trying to capitalize on your energy and use your energy instead of using theirs. Keep theirs saved up maybe for some foolishness. Keep theirs saved up for, you know, whatever it is that they want to do. I think people um, make time, energy, and money for everything that they want to do. And we've had this discussion. I'm on the executive committee for my my extended family, um, our family reunion and our extended family. And um, we have this system of paying family dues. Uh, and it helps with, you know, when the family reunion comes up, it helps with, you know, uh, the host city, certain events and that type of thing. But um, it, it was only like $150 every two years, $75 a year. And there are people year after year, decades, saying that they still can't come up with it. And um, I know poverty exists, but in America, with the people that I know, not to that extent. It, it's, I, and, and, and what one phrase that would always come up is that people find the money to do what they want to do. And I'll add to that. People find the time, energy, and money, which are your, two, your three main elements in life. Okay, that you control or that, you know, not control because you don't you can't control time, but that you have uh, access to. And I do believe I I earnestly believe that people find the time, energy and money to do what they want to do. Okay, not even all the time what they need to do, but what they want to do. If it means shaving time, energy and money for some from somewhere else, if it means borrowing it from somebody else, time, energy and money. Okay, they do. Okay, they do. Because, you know, self. Uh, what is it? So the first law of nature is self-preservation. The first law of nature is self-preservation, right? Mm, self-preservation, meaning you're looking out for self first. Hmm. Right. You're looking out for self first. So if you're borrowing from somebody else's time, energy and money, you don't feel bad about it. That's the leeching, you know, welfare free mentality. And you all know my phrase that free perpetuates poverty. And so it's really interesting. It's very interesting how people, um, you know, immediately shut themselves down. One, because they're trapped in a, a mindset that I can't do that. If it's hard, I'm not going to attempt it. If it looks hard, I'm not even going to attempt it. I can't do it. I'm a failure. I won't be able to do it. They shut themselves down mentally. And then second, they shut themselves down physically. They're just not willing to, you know, put the energy that it takes to put it out there to get it done. Right. And we got to stop. We got to one stop. First of all, check yourself and see if that's you on any of those two points. Are you asking for help when you don't need it? Are you milking the system? Are you crying wolf? And when you really need somebody's help, they're going to say that, you know, that you've cried one too many times. They're tired of helping you when in reality you could have done from A to N by yourself. And now, LM, uh, I mean, QRST, whatever. Now you really need them. Now you have something that where you need a connection. And they're not willing to because you use them in the times where you actually could have uh, done it for yourself. And so it's, it's, it's really uh, 
it's tragic, but nevertheless, make sure you're checking yourself first. And then also make sure you're checking the people around you that you're not allowing people who are doing this to share too much of your time and space. Okay. That that's the thing. So making sure that you're not doing it, but then also making sure that you're not allowing people to do it to you or to be around you with that same energy, but just in case, or, well, I'm not gonna say just in case, unless something, until some of it rubs off on you, until one thing you're enabling them and you're not helping them, which is part of your mission to always help people level up around you. It goes back to the question I asked earlier, is everybody around you leveling up? Um, and then also, so you're enabling them, not and you're, you're cheating uh, your purpose in the universe, but you're also enabling them to stay below average, average, stuck. All right. So uh, the directives, uh, what I want you to do, like I said, um, I kind of gave the directives and, 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 they, and they just came about. I really didn't have them written down, but they just came out organically earlier in the podcast. I want you to um, first ask yourself that question. Continue asking yourself that question. Is every person around me, every person I come in contact with, especially people that are I see on a regular basis, but even if it's just a person that you talked to on the airplane, okay, does every person that comes in contact with you, are they made better and they're able to do something, have something, be something, achieve something, obtain something that they otherwise would not have because they were graced with your presence? And if your answer cannot consistently be yes on that, and yes, there are times that we all have bad days that you're on the plane and it may have been you're super tired or and even with that. Well, let me just say this. We we don't none of us bat a, a thousand or whatever it is. We, we're not always 100 percent. But can you say that more often than not, that you have more yeses than no's? You have more um, people uh, affected by you in that way than you do that than you do that who are not. And so. Just make sure, make sure that you're reflecting on that. And if not, and if not, and if that's your desire, during your tape time, your tape, T-A-P, think and pray every day, during your tape sessions, during your tape sessions, if you want a tape door hanger so that you can let the world know, let the universe know, let your family know when you're in your office or whatever, that you're thinking, you're growing through something, you're growing through something. A think and pray session every day. During your tape session, ask God to show you how to have that that caliber of influence, that caliber of anointing, of gifting, of power to make sure that every person, every person in your country, and God, I'm I'm praying even now that every person that trusts me to teach them something, whether it be an online course, whether it be something they come on to Thursday night lives editions of uh, You've Been Through Too Much to Be Average, whether they buy a book from me whether they come to one of my live seminars, whatever. If they trust me to help them empower their mind, elevate their life, let me do that a thousand trillion percent. Let me do that. Help me to do that. Help me to to read what I need to read, to, to, to isolate what I need to isolate, to hang around certain people, to cut certain people out of my life, to pray and meditate so much, to listen. Help me to be there. Help me to be there because I want to make sure that I over deliver. I want to make sure I over deliver because there's so many people. You all already know the slogan, grow up and show up. Somebody's depending on you. Grow up and show up. Someone's depending on you. You got to make it happen and stop, you know, saying, mom, dad, I need help as a cop out to shut it down. All right. And a lot of times we we actually I've seen kids say, well, I said I needed help and you didn't come. So that's why I didn't do it. And that lets me know even furthermore that it was a cop out. You didn't have the you didn't want to do it in the first place. And so. 
One, the one first reason is fear. Two is the lazy mindset. Okay. Yeah, I remember I was at a conference. I'm always at conferences. I'm always, I tell y'all, it's not to brag. And I, I guess this wouldn't even be something to brag on, but it's something that I love that I'm privileged to do. But I'm always spending tens of thousands of dollars uh, each year and hun- uh, hundreds of hours on personal and professional development, going to seminars, uh, buying books, uh, co- getting in coaching programs, just leveling myself up, just making sure that I'm being a great steward over the gifts and talents that I do have by showing that I want to continue to sharpen them. And so um, I was at a conference and the speaker said he was like, uh, on the way over here, there was a, a homeless guy asking for money. And um, he said, I didn't, I was with someone else. And I, and the, the guy asked him, you know, were you, are you going to give him some money? And he said, no. And he said, uh, well, you know, you're a pretty wealthy guy, whatever you, um, I, I know you have money. Why not? And he said, um, the only thing that, that he says not going to help him. If I give him some money, he's standing out here in the corner, you know, with a sign or whatever. If I give him some money today, the only thing that that guarantees is that he will be here tomorrow doing the same thing because he know it, he knows that it works. All right. And, and I've done so much work lately on free that free perpetuates poverty, the welfare mentality, getting something for nothing, taking advantage of, those, of the system, always being a taker rather than a giver. You're not tapping into who you are. You're not being a third, a, a an nth of what God wants you to be and has called you to be to be great in this world and give to people rather than always taking. But he said, he, he said something that made a lot of sense. He says, on, the only thing that this is going to guarantee is he'll be back here tomorrow begging. It's not going to guarantee that he's going to go and get, you know, some help for himself or, you know, buy some clothes so he can or interview for a job, whatever. It's going to say that, hey, I can stand here and ask for money and people will ride by, walk by, jog by and give me money. Hardworking people who make sacrifices every day. And all I'm doing is getting up and coming here. Who knows? I, I don't know if he's drinking, smoking, whatever. But all I have to do is c- casually get up at whatever time I choose, come stand here for a few hours and just get money from pe- from hardworking people. And it made a lot of sense. He said, I'm not giving him money because it's just going to guarantee that he'll be back here tomorrow. Because if it's not broke, why, why try to fix it? Right. And so, as I said before, make sure it's not you doing this type of stuff shutting down and, and, and saying you need help when in reality you just need to really help yourself up off your uh hind parts as um your John Brown hind parts as uh the uh one of my favorite movies uh Denzel Washington plays the coach on Remember the Titans uh Coach Boone okay but first of all help yourself off your John Brown hand John Brown hind parts and then also make sure that you're you're challenging other people, people who you have influence over, the people that you feed and lead, the people that are around you, that you're not letting them. Mom, I need help. No, you don't. You haven't even tried. I, I absolutely know you don't need help. Now, if you need help, I'm more than willing and I'm going to be in a position to help you and really, really, really help you. But, um, you know, I, I, the guy, the, the presenter was saying, you know, when I give this homeless man money, it's just perpetuating his. Uh, the crippling that he's doing with himself. Um, and it's, it goes back to that old uh, anecdote that when you give a man a fish, he eats for the day. You let him bite your fish sandwich, he eats for the day. Uh, you teach him how to fish. He's going to be okay and go and leave you alone and then help somebody else along the way. It is more for everybody. So listen, the directive, make sure you check yourself. Ask yourself that question. Ask yourself that question.
And then also check yourself to see if you're, um, for either one of these two reasons, are you copying out, performing at less than, substandard, subpar, or letting other people spend too much time in your life who are doing that? I want to invite you definitely to, A, subscribe to the podcast, and and uh, please invite at least five other people to subscribe to this podcast. This is good stuff. If this is good stuff and you really want to see other people level up, this is free content. You can use it during your net time, no extra time while you're on the treadmill. You don't need extra time to pull away and just do this. You can do this while you're in the car. You can listen to this podcast in the car. You can listen on the treadmill while you're cleaning the house, while you're gardening. No extra time. You don't have to pull away. You can, there are things that you're going to have to do anyway that don't necessarily require you uh, to your full attention. Um, you do it by, you're doing it by deep, by, uh, subconsciously, you're, you know, cleaning the house, whatever doesn't require a lot of thought. So you can listen to this. Uh, it is free content that's empowering your mind, elevating your life. If you're truly getting something out of this and you love it and it's valuable, share this and ask at least five people to subscribe to the podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, and it definitely, you get credit in the universe for helping them. You get, those are seeds that you plant when they get increased and they level up and they do great things in their lives. You get credit for that, okay? Um, so please subscribe to the podcast and ask five people to subscribe as well. Also, I want to see you every Thursday night. Um, so that's tomorrow, Thursday night, um, nine. Well, let me. See, everybody listen to somebody might listen to this on a Friday morning. So let me say every Thursday night, nine thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm on Facebook Live for about an hour. Sometimes lately, it's been going over because it's just been so rich and good, and I've been getting I've been getting more and more people on the. Uh, on the live session and, and they're very into it and we're, you're, you know, we're interacting. So I've, I've asked God to increase my territory and he's been doing that and it's steadily going, it's continually going. So, uh, every Thursday night, 9 30 PM Eastern time for, uh, this, the weekly episode of you've been through too much to be average. You've been through too much to be average. Let's do it. Um, also I have a YouTube channel, Victoria Gatsby. Um, I haven't put videos on there a lot. I have a lot on there, but I, it's so many more that are in the archives I need to put on there. And I, maybe every time I, I say this on the podcast every week, one day I'll get, you know, onto myself about it or get somebody on the team, on the team to do it. So YouTube channel is Victoria Gatsby. Facebook is Victoria Gatsby, like the great Gatsby. G as in gold, A, T as in trillion, S, B as in billion, Y. Victoria Gatsby, that's me on uh, YouTube as well as Facebook, and it's uh, Victoria underscore Gatsby underscore on uh, Instagram, so um, Victoria, just plain Victoria Gatsby on Twitter. All right, you can go to my website, VictoriaGatsby.com, VictoriaGatsby.com, find all kind of goodies there, some of the some of the slogans and things that I say are some, you know, po- powerful mindset, uh, changing uh, slogans I have on t-shirts, um, you can see some of my courses there. So make it happen. Just stay in the energy. And it doesn't have to be me, but there are plenty of people. Um, let, me not, let me not say that. There are certain people that are called, assigned to me for me to feed and lead them. And so uh, find out where you're supposed to be. And I'm not saying that, you know, if you learn from me, you can't learn from anybody else. But there are certain people, there's certain content that God wants you to have and certain, and certain things that uh, have no business sharing your time and space. So be reflective, be prayerful, be meditative about it. Um, be conscious and intentional about guarding your time, energy, and money, empowering your mind, elevating your life every day, being better to the average, than average and allergic to the average. At a boy, at a girl, every day. Every day you got to be intentional about it. We got to be 
intentional. And with that, because, because yeah, I'm so glad that this came up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. What I'm going to do is end with this little anecdote. It says, um, every morning on the African savanna, the lion wakes up and he knows that if he's not fast enough to catch the slowest gazelle, then that lion knows he will starve to death. Meanwhile, <clears throat> on that same African savanna, the gazelle wakes up and he knows that if he's not fast enough to outrun the fastest lion, then that's all she wrote. He'll be lunch. So you got the lion, you have the gazelle. Two different stories, but the common denominator, the moral of the story is whether you're a lion or you're a gazelle, every morning you better know that you got to be running. You must be running. You got to be intentional about growing, empowering your mind, elevating your life, staying above average, leaving average and never going back there, not even to visit. If you want people, you want to see people, let them see you at the top and you look down at them, not on them. You look down at them and say, hey, dude, what you still doing there? Let me help you. All right. It's lonely at the top, but we eat better up here. And it's lonely at the top because we don't invite enough people and pave the way for enough people to come with us. I love y'all. I'm so blessed to be able to share time and space with you. I'm so blessed to teach and lead. I'm so blessed to just be, you know, offering so much that can help people, that is helping people. And so I just want to thank you for being a part of this podcast. If you're not a part already, I'm thanking you in advance for subscribing um, when you get off of here this morning or today or night, whenever you listen to this. And I want to invite you, uh, like I said, on my website, I have books, I have courses and things. That's victoriagatsby.com. Also, uh, let me see you Thursday nights, 9.30 p.m. Come on the podcast, share the podcast. Remember what you make happen for other people. You're spinning that wheel. It's going to come back around to you. God will make happen for you. That's what the good book says. Zig Ziglar says, uh, I, I don't think it was Zig or Jim uh, Rohn that said it. If you want to get what you want in life, just help enough other people get what they want. Ooh, powerful, powerful. I'm in it. I said I was going to end with the gazelle and the lion story, but I still kept talking. But that's, that's when you love what you do. But listen, I'll see y'all uh, Thursday night. And then next week on this podcast as well. And I'll probably see you before then because I'm, I'm jumping on social media all the time just to give nuggets, just to give, um, you know, morsels, morsels. I love you. Remember, you can learn your way out of every situation and on to any destination. And people, let's do just that because you've been through too much to be average. You've been through too much to be average. You've already put in the work. Make it work for you. All right. Have a great day or night. And a wonderful life. I'll see you next time.